Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on! Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Wonder Woman number 163. Cover date July 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Edited by Robert Kaniger. Featuring Giganta the Gorilla Girl. Written by Robert Kaniger. Art by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. And Danger, Wonder Woman, written by Robert Kaniger, art by Ross Andrew and Mike Esposito. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go. Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new Seeking revenge against Wonder Woman, Dr. Psycho causes a gorilla named Giganta to attack Steve Trevor. Wonder Woman subdues the gorilla, but not before the gorilla falls in love with Steve. Meanwhile, criminal mastermind Paula Von Gunta falls in love with Steve Trevor. She orders her gang to kill Wonder Woman so that she can have Steve for herself. Confused? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Wonder Woman! Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, how I wonder about the wonder, the wonder, the wonder, the wonder of you. Must be magic, only magic, can explain the many wonders, the wonders, the wonders, the wonders you do. Just one look and you put a spell on me And took control of my destiny without trying Wonder Woman got me sighing Wonder Woman and falling madly in love Wonder Woman, I'm just human and you're so divine Can't believe someday Wonder Woman, you'll be mine. Wonder Woman, you'll be mine. I want to love you, PVG Paul von Gunther. You very evil, PVG Paul von Gunther. But you're going to turn good in the end. Oh, is that what you think? Oh, well, it's what I know. Okay. Uh, extensive knowledge of the Wonder Woman mythos. Okay. Uh, This issue, (laughs) Wonder Woman number 163, is the fifth of six issues inexplicably written and drawn in a retro golden age style. 
mm-hmm. featuring the first Silver Age appearances of both Paula von Gunther mm-hmm. and Giganta the Gorilla Girl. Giganta. Uh, Paula von Gunther in the Golden Age of comics was uh, actually Paula von Gunther. Okay. In the classic German spelling. No explanation for why they changed that, except okay. maybe to make it easier to pronounce in an idiosyncratic German way. Yeah, because it wouldn't be like Gunther, it would be Gunther. Idiosyncratic is not the word I was looking for. I have no idea what word you're thinking. Well, about. that's a big word, though, and so probably someone's going to be impressed when they hear it. Well, you wait till you see my notes or hear my notes. What are you doing there with your nails? Shut up! I'm just touching up. I'm, 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 so thanks for bringing this up, Bob. In November of last year, I, my nails kept on breaking, and I played classical guitar. Yes. So I actually went to a salon and had some acrylic nail tips put on, which was the worst decision I'd ever made in my life. Because they file down the top of your the whole top part of your nail to put it on to create a bed to hold the nails on, and they only stay on for about a month. Right. So for November, December, for four months, I've been growing out my nails, and I'm just at the very edge of the bad nail growing out, and so I put a clear coat on it to keep it from continuing to chip away down to the quick. That's what I'm doing. You know who never breaks a nail? Who never breaks a nail? Wonder Woman. Right. Yes. Um, and she's got a great manicure, too. Always. Right. Do you think she goes to Mr. Mr. to get her nails done? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and guess what color she uses? Jungle, Jungle red. red. Uh, Danger, Wonder Woman, we read on the cover. Paula von Gunther, Wonder Woman's arch enemy, changes the Amazon into a one-woman riot. riot. This is a terrible cover. Isn't it? It's got Wonder Woman headbutting a locomotive. Yes. Well, steam locomotive. Paula von Gunther mm-hmm. with a fancy cigarette holder with some kind of snake serpent, wrapped around serpent it. Serpent Ooh, sorry. Um, she stands off to the side. A terrible color scheme. Just awful. Just it truly is awful. And, and look how look how unflatteringly uh, Wonder Woman is drawn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, they missed a great chance to put a gorilla on the cover because everybody knows that comic covers with gorillas on the cover sell more than any other comic cover. That's a true fact. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Okay. Uh, well-known phenomena. Okay. In the comics industry. In this industry. But we start this issue with, with the tale of Giganta, the gorilla girl. Yes. Wonder Woman, beautiful as Aphrodite, wise as Athena, swifter than Mercury, and stronger than Hercules. Well, those are all a mix of Greek and Roman gods. That's okay. Has had many rivals for Steve Trevor's love, but none more astonishing than a female gorilla who is aided in becoming a giant girl by that unpredictable villain, Professor Psycho. In Giganta the Gorilla Girl. Now. Yes. uh, As someone not steeped in Wonder Woman lore, Mm -hmm. I imagine your knowledge of Giganta comes from the Super Friends. That is correct. So were you astonished to find that she was actually a super-evolved gorilla? Yes, I was absolutely astonished. Also that there existed a scientific um, equipment uh, and, and procedure for evolving a gorilla into a human so quickly, within a matter of seconds. Oh, well, you know, they've, you do anything in D.C. Earth okay. that you want to. Uh, so, yes, Giganta was a Golden Age 
villainous with mm-hmm. the same basic origin story. A gorilla turned into a woman. Hmm. She was a redhead back in the golden age. Oh, however. Okay. I did think she was redhead, not a blonde. She's blonde here. Um, she kind of looks like Jane Mansfield a little bit. Yeah. yeah. She's a curvy gal, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so this is, as we mentioned, the first Silver Age appearance of Giganta. Uh, later, she would go on to appear in the Super Friends, of course, as a woman who could grow to giant size, owing to the fact that she stole some of the magic powder that gave Apache Chief his giant size growing powers. Oh, my goodness. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Giganta also appeared on the live-action Legends of the Superheroes, <laughs> portrayed by Alicia Brevard. That version does not demonstrate the ability to grow in size because of its low budget, though she does retain her super strength and also is engaged to the Atom. Oh. Alicia Brevard, the actress, born December 1937, died July 2017, was an American author and actress of stage, screen, and television. She worked as an entertainer, actress, model, playboy bunny, professor of theater, and author. She also underwent one of the first sex reassignment surgery procedures performed in the United States. Wow. Brevard lived her life outside of the wider transgender community, and as a result, she was not publicly identified as transgender until publishing her memoirs in her later years. Wow. Right? Uh, Wow. I would have never known that except Work Friend Chuck mentioned it one day. Did you know that the Playboy Bunny costume was designed by an African-American woman? In, who lived in New York, and she that was that costume was the first trademarked costume design. Uh, she grew up learning to sew from her mother and grandmother, I think, and then became a, a uh, she did she was a seamstress, and then she opened up her own um, design store and did uh, dresses for very famous black women um, in the entertainment industry in, uh, the, in the early part of the 1900s, like in 1940s, 50s, 60s, and 70s and such. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she designed the Playboy Bunny, the Playboy Bunny costume. Did you, I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Did you know that as a preteen, I invented a superhero who was African-American, who could create ice, and she wore a Playboy Bunny outfit, and her name was Snow Bunny. No. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Yay. She was a former criminal, but she turned good. Of course. Well, Snow Bunny. Crime. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, grr, thunk, arg. That's all the <laughs> that's words the we get on page. the splash page. Yeah, that's it. Um, let's dive in, shall we? Let's go. I'm going to look up the designer of that while you're talking. Okay. Now, remember that we are inexplicably now back in World War II, even though this would, of course, be the Earth 2 Wonder Woman that we're reading about right now because Earth 1 Wonder Woman did not exist in World War II okay. at this point. Uh, so Nurse Lieutenant Diana Prince, that's the secret identity of Wonder Woman. Zelda Wynn, black fashion designer Zelda Wynn. Thank you. Thank you. We learned so much on this show. Yes. Diana Prince and her convalescing patient, Steve Trevor, recall that Steve Trevor had crash-landed on Paradise Island and was brought back to man's world by Wonder Woman, who then bought the identity of Nurse Diana Prince 
because they looked so much alike, mm-hmm. so that the real Diana Prince could go to South America and get married. I remember that. Which is every girl's ambition right. in the 1960s. So uh, Diana and Steve are marveling at Giganta, the female gorilla, uh, who's demonstrating her mighty strength within her tiny, tiny cage at the zoo. Yes. Giganta is immediately attracted to Steve. He thinks it's because he's holding peanuts. No, it's because of his manly features and his golden blonde hair. I like the cut of his jib. However, unobserved in the crowd is the master hypnotist and arch enemy of Wonder Woman Professor Psycho. Listener, please make note that he is considered an arch enemy. Thank you. Uh... Who is thinking that if anything happens to Steve Trevor, Wonder Woman's sweetheart, it will break the Amazon's heart? Uh, not knowing that she's Diana Prince, he of thinks course. Wonder Woman's out busting up some crime. So he doesn't know that Wonder Woman and Diana Prince are one and the same, but he does know that Wonder Woman is in love with Steve Trevor. Yes. And Steve Trevor is in love with right. Wonder Woman. Okay. So uh, Professor Psycho, I believe later in time he'd be known as Dr. Psycho, uh, beams some kind of hypnotic message to uh, Giganta, the gorilla, mm-hmm. who seizes Steve through the bars of her cage. Now, that would be horrible. He could kill her. Or rather, she, she could, could kill, kill him. him. She could kill yes. him, yes. And, uh, in fact, she is crushing his sternum. Yes. In her m- powerful maw. <laughs> <laughs> gorilla maw. The citizenry at the zoo begins fleeing in terror, giving Diana a chance to switch into her Wonder Woman costume. So she doesn't spin like Linda Carter did in the Wonder Woman outfit? No, she just uh, undresses. Now, later, I don't believe the comics ever initiated the spin until long after the Linda Carter television show, but she would use her lasso and she would fling her lasso down around her body and her costume would magically appear. Oh, cool. Okay. She Um, can move faster than eyes can perceive, however. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. So up she springs with a mighty hola. I love that war cry. It's, it's hello in Spanish. Yes, I, she's not saying hello, unless she's just saying, like, hello, I'm going to pound you into the dirt now. Uh, Dr. Psycho is astonished to find that Wonder Woman has appeared to ruin his plans. She rescues Steve by bending the bars and pulling him away, but Ooh. then Giganta comes out. Oh, right. So yeah. if you want to protect the crowd from the gorilla, don't bend the bars so that the gorilla can get out. <laughs> to create an exit for Giganta. Thunderbolts of Jove, Diana. Why didn't you think of that? Right. And, he, and she gets punched right smack in the kisser and thrown back. Um, I like her thought here. <laughs> Giganta must have been taking a boxing course through the mails. <laughs> <laughs> well, gorillas can't read right. that we know of. There would have to be a lot of things that one could presume. Unless, for example, the gorilla was, you know, had perceived that there was an ad, a mail and ad for boxing, right. filled out the form, managed to procure a postage, well, paper, a pen, and postage stamp, filled yep. all that out, and then waited patiently. Right. And, as, I as mean, who's going to mail it for? The right? zookeeper? Oh, the gorilla just gave me a letter to mail. <laughs> okay. Okay. That checks out. Uh, also, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, I mean, unless Giganta is from Gorilla City, yes. home of Gorilla Grodd. 
Yes. And then she would be super evolved already mentally and she'd have some kind of mental powers. But it, we already know that she's from Africa. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the gorilla goes back to throwing Steve around like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. But it seems that Giganta now has fallen in love with Steve. She's feeling amorous. She is rubbing noses. <laughs> I yeah. guess females are all alike when it comes to falling for my dreamboat, Steve. <laughs> so, uh, what would Giganta's breath be like, being that um, close to Steve? Well, it probably smells of banana or what do gorillas or like leaves? to eat. Uh, uh, do you think it'd be a very pleasant smell? Eucalyptus, it might be. Okay. Probably some, like, citrusy eucalyptus with a undertone of banana, okay. I imagine. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, but the giant gorilla swiftly hurls Steve over one shoulder and carts him off. I've always wanted to be hurled over someone's shoulder and carted off. Now, listen, I know... Romantically, that is. (laughs) I'm afraid my back couldn't take it. Um... We know you love to uh, visit us each week for the misogyny of the mid-1960s. Yes. Starting with this line, she's certainly female. She can love and hate with the same breath. Shame, shame, Wonder Woman. Shame on you. Let's just put the blame on Robert Kaniger. Yeah. You know, uh, Wonder Woman was created by uh, Marston, Professor Marston, inventor of the lie detector machine. Oh, okay. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, she was a uh, woman's feminist. Not a woman's feminist. She was a feminist. (laughs) Just a feminist. (laughs) A woman's feminist. Well, I was starting to say woman's liber, and that's not, uh, probably we don't use that term anymore, do we? We get your point. It's okay. I I make lots of mistakes when I talk on the podcast. (laughs) Maybe I should look into editing. (laughs) Anyway... um, when Robert Kaniger took over after Marston's death mm-hmm. in 1947, mm-hmm. he essentially turned Wonder Woman into a romance comic. Oh. Right. Okay. So it used to be Steve was always begging Wonder Woman to marry him. Oh. And she said, no, I can't until all crime is eliminated. I will not marry you. <laughs> That's a very high bar. <laughs> and then now it's like Wonder Woman always pining over Steve and oh. waiting to get married. And, yeah. I don't approve. Okay. She doesn't need a man. Anyway. So uh, with a cast of her glittering magic lasso. Yes. Which sounds like this. Tinkle, 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 tinkle. It's um, glittering. So she realizes she can't fight Giganta because uh, they're both in love with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Nala. What? Oh, she's Nala's the neighbor dog. And she's so mean. Oh. Well, she's deaf too. She's deaf, mean, and she comes over here and poops in our yard. She's doing it right now. Oh, oh no. my God. Uh, oh, turning my face. I mean, we can't complain because Nala's owner also plows our driveway of the snow. Which and they're is, so nice. And we bake, we exchange baked goods back and forth yes. with other neighbors. And since there's going to be snow on the ground from now until the end of eternity, <laughs> I guess we should keep our mouths shut about his stupid dog comes over here. <laughs> Okay. At that moment, Professor Zool appears. Professor Zool. I am Professor Zool, Wonder Woman. This gorilla is the perfect subject for my evolution machine, since she shows such remarkable human traits that she must be one step away from complete 
evolution. Okay, Professor Psycho and Professor Zool are yeah. both on this page. They're both standing close to each other. Right. Where do they go to university? Right? Well, I wonder what their dissertation topics were. As you know, mm-hmm. one may be called the title of professor without any advanced degree. All you need is work as an adjunct at a university and you're a professor. Oh, that's true. One does go to school, though, to become a professor. One does one go must attain to sc- a degree of some sort. A degree, but, yes. you know, if you had a bachelor's degree plus some significant work experience, you can you were hired be an adjunct by, by a, a, a secondary, post-secondary education institution, mm-hmm. you could be called professor. Yes. Yes. Without any kind of PhD or dissertation being involved. Well, you do say that um, Professor uh, uh, Psycho becomes Dr. Psycho later on. Yes, so that maybe he, he's he in school right now. He must be in school, right. right. Um, uh, ABD, as it were. <laughs> All but dissertation. What do you suppose his dissertation topic is? Hypnosis. Hypnosis and mental manipulation. The, yes. Okay. Um, so... The zookeeper's there to warn off Professor Zool, who's apparently a well-known kook around the zoo, right. who's always trying to get animals to experiment on. Because the very well-dressed um, zoo administrator yeah. right, says, how often, Professor Zool, must we tell you we don't allow experimentation on our animals? So it must happen quite a bit. Yes. yes. So Professor Psycho returns in the dead of night with his uh, henchman. Mm-hmm. Gasses Giganta and releases her from her cage and carries her off to poor, poor Giganta Professor Zool's house. Well, laboratory, but laboratory. He's, he's wearing pajamas, so I assume he lives there also. Sure. So in comes Giganta. Professor Zool is delighted, uh, although he tells Professor Zyko that his experiments have never been successful. <laughs> Remember the day before he had asked if he could have permission to experiment with this gorilla. Right. And he says, although my experiments have never been successful before. Hmm. Um, now, he has never before had the help of Professor Psycho, who is now beaming a hypnotic message into Giganta's brain. Right. You want to become a beautiful woman. You want to become a beautiful woman. You want to become a beautiful woman. And it works. She turns into Jane Mansfield. Well, well like we read on all those beauty columns. If you just think it, you can yes. make it happen. Power of positive thinking. Exactly. My friend. Uh, and the first words out of the newly human Giganta's mouth, where's that gorgeous hunk of man with that barrel chest? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Professor Psycho informs Giganta that Wonder Woman uh, is standing in the way of her happiness with Steve. So... Off Giganta goes. To okay, by the way, bye, bye Professor Zool. You're, yeah. You're, you're, See ya. Your work here is done. We won't hear from you again. Um, early one morning at military intelligence. It's a few days later. Right. Now, this, of course, is Professor Psycho. Professor Psycho. Dressed as a janitor. Uh-huh. Cleaning on an army base. Yeah. In what would, one would assume is a secure area. Like right. Would require some sort of clearance. Remember, this is during World War II. Okay. We would always be on the lookout for saboteurs. Right. So does the government run faster or is it clumsier and more awkward during this period, this golden age? Uh, I would 
think since it's wartime, they'd probably have a little more serious lockdown on the army base. This guy, obviously, as the arch enemy uh-huh. of Wonder Woman, has, you know, and, and she, he knows that she's with Steve. He's certainly been keeping his eye on her. Has he been working at the base? Or did he just in the last three days get hired to be a janitor at the base? Um, Am I supposed to, I'm not, should I just let that go? Well, I, I would imagine either he just got the job or more likely he used his hypnosis to break in. I hadn't thought of his hypnosis, his powers of hypnosis. Oh, my Bro, goodness. Rookie mistake. I know. Oh. Anyway, also, as Wonder Woman's arch enemy, she walks in the door with Steve and General Darnell. Mm-hmm. His face is clearly visible. He's not in any kind of disguise, save a pair of glasses. I mean, I guess if, you know, Lois Lane doesn't recognize Clark Kent as Superman, that have that's pair of glasses. possible. Well, I don't know. Professor Psycho was, has been wearing these. No, he hasn't been wearing no. these glasses. Okay, so that's his disguise. Um, but he also... Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So he is wearing some sort of hearing aid mm-hmm. device. Mm-hmm. So Steve <laughs> screams at him, you can finish your cleaning later. <laughs> well, it's because he was told that he, that he you know, the, the man has, uh, the man has a hearing. Yeah. Aid. Yeah. So. so after professor psycho leaves, the cleaning man, the cleaning man, a general Darnell gives a top secret document to Steve and instructs he and Wonder Woman to take it to Love's End Beach. Nothing wrong with that. Love's End Beach. One of our subs will send a man ashore to pick it up. It mustn't fall into enemy hands. It's a plan of mutual defense for one of our overseas allies. But no one will suspect if you and Wonder Woman go to that beach to <clears throat> hold hands, Colonel Trevor. <laughs> now, if this is a secret mission for the Army, yes, couldn't... Uh, wouldn't they send Diana, who's an actual army officer? Wouldn't they want to do something less obvious than right. sending Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman with her love, Steve Trevor, to wait on the beach? Right. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, <laughs> um, it turns out that wasn't a hearing aid at all. It was a uh, bug. Then he's bugged General Darnell's office, and mm-hmm. now he can hear everything that happens in there. And now he knows the secret plan that Steve and Wonder Woman are going to go to Love's End Beach. Very clever. So, shortly, Professor Psycho mm-hmm. informs Giganta that all she has to do is come with him to the beach, mm-hmm. and he can crush. She can crush Wonder Woman and get Steve Trevor for her mate. Mm-hmm. I love this though. You're 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 skipping over something. I can see you about ready to turn the page. Yes. Um, she says, "You make me so happy I could kiss you." And uh-huh. he says, Ugh, "Stop rubbing your wet nose against mine, Giganta. Save it for Steve Trevor. Don't you know I hate women, especially Wonder Woman." So is he a uh, confirmed bachelor? Um, that's my assumption. Mm-hmm. He. Um, we should also mention he is a little person. He mm. suffers from dwarfism, which is part of his uh, known biography. Okay. And he might just hate women because he's been mocked all his life. I see. Okay. I would like to know why her nose is wet. <laughs> She's a human now. Maybe she has a cold. Maybe she has a virus. Gross. You. And she's rubbing it. St- oh. Oh. Anyway, later. At Lonely, Lonely Loves, Loves End Beach. Beach. 
Uh, Steve's trying to make time with Wonder Woman. He sure Come is. Come on, Angel, snuggle up. We're supposed to be acting like sweethearts. Mm. Uh, <laughs> not without a ring, you don't, Steve. <laughs> right. She's in control of this relationship. She could crush him. Yes. Uh, into the Jeep <laughs> leaps the giant gorilla girl. Yeah. She's already caught on to the superhero language. Yes, queen. She? Let go of my top banana. <laughs> <laughs> she snatches Steve up in her arms and jumps. Jumps <laughs> onto a high wire. Onto, onto the, the, the power, telephone the wires yeah. and uh, runs off down the wire. Mm-hmm. Did you know, Rob, there was a superhero named Airwave in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, special roller skates. And he would skate on the telephone wires with his roller skates. Wow. Yeah. Would he skate on two wires, making himself the conduit between those wires? Uh, so his skates had like just a single track wheel. Okay. And he would, you know, one foot at a time. Okay. He'd skate along the wires. And he had pet parrot. Talking Wee. parrot. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, the more you learn, do, stick do, around. Do, do. Uh... So Wonder Woman now leaps atop the telephone wires to intercept Giganta with and an agile bow. Steve. Yes, um, I don't blame you for falling for Steve, girly. But we've got a previous engagement, right? <sighs> Two powerful women about to fight it out over one man. It's not worth it, sisters. Uh, and then uh, Giganta says, "This beautiful hunk of a man is now engaged to Giganta right. by, she, by by singular proclamation." She didn't give him any jewelry or no. anything. Uh, so this is when Wonder Woman now realizes that this is Giganta, the gorilla, right. who has been evolutionized mm-hmm. into a girl. She says, "Giganta, I don't blame you for falling in love." even though you recently graduated from a gorilla's cage. Anyone can feel for love. Anyone can feel love. But it takes two to make a couple. Have, uh, uh, have you asked Steve how he feels about dating an ex-gorilla? Okay, I ap- applaud her for her thinking of him. Hmm. Um, Giganta just can't take over. Well, she thinks she can. But well, she, she thinks she can, but you've got to have Steve's consent. Of course, it's got to be mutual. Uh Otherwise, it's not love. Right. So, Giganta kicks one woman <laughs> off the telephone wires. <laughs> and her lasso drops to the ground. Oh. Don't worry. I'll just use these ripped up telephone wires. We don't need a decent telephone service in the middle of a wartime. Not at do all. Do we? No. no. From his vantage point, the defeated Professor Psycho writhes in anger and escapes. As they make the message drop off, and Wonder Woman carts Giganta off to Paradise Island for rehabilitation. Is that a really good idea? Well, um, is that going to work? I mean, isn't does doesn't Giganta become? Isn't she an evil, or am I wrong? Does reply, she... Hazy. Try again later. Okay. No, I imagine they're going to uh, go to Paradise Island and use the famous purple ray, which will scramble up her brain and make her good or something oh i thought maybe you're gonna see like she goes to takes a bath in the pool of jove or i don't know aries or who knows. <laughs> what are you even talking about pool of jove there's no such thing it's a purple ray okay. rob it's a purple super ray. scientific purple ray 
Um, and there on Paradise Island, you, Giganta, can decide if you want to be a gorilla girl or a girl gorilla. Well. Um, Go feminists. Right. I don't believe Giganta was seen again after this. So we don't know if she actually turned good on oh. Paradise Island. I mean, she was seen, of course, on the Super Friends and then later comic uh, versions have her as the giant growing. Well, girl. I just have to say that this is a very unfortunate turn of events for Giganta. Why? She was snatched from a cage. She was gassed. Yes. Snatched from a cage, placed into an, a machine, an evolution machine. Yep. Hypnotized. Right. Brainwashed. Yes. By Professor Psycho. Yes. Turned into a woman with one singular purpose only, and that is to get Steve Trevor away from Wonder Woman. Yes. She fails at that, is captured by Wonder Woman, bound and put into her jet, and dropped off on an uncharted island full of women. Right. You don't see the problem with that? Where, in fact, uh, Steve cannot even go to Paradise Island because if a man sets foot on Paradise Island, the Amazons lose all their powers. Oh, but I thought he did. He washed up, and Wonder Woman went into the ocean and picked him up. But his feet cannot physically touch the earth of Paradise Island because. Oh, well, they didn't have that on. They didn't have that on the movie. No, no, that's all changed now. Oh, okay. But at this point in history, there's many things about the Amazons that are common knowledge. One of which is coming up in our next tale. Good danger. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, we recall, as beautiful as Aphrodite, wise as Athena, swifter than Mercury, and stronger than Hercules, has overcome the most fantastic threats. Can the mighty Amazon defeat herself with all her titanic forces unleashed? Thrill to another spectacular adventure featuring the Golden Age mistress of villainy, Paula von Gunther. In Danger, Wonder Woman. Now, Paula... Von Gunther mm-hmm. looks like a drag queen. Yes. Like an, a very like, specific drag queen that I can't place in my head, but the face is very familiar. Well, I was thinking... Um, I want to say uh, Evie Harris. Evie Harris. Portrayed by Jack Plotnick. Yes. Yeah. Or um, a, a slightly younger version of Betty Davis in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Yes. Mm-hmm. To be clear, Betty Davis was not a drag queen. That, <laughs> that we, we know, know of. <laughs> but do you know that Betty Davis's daughter, B.D. Hyman, has a YouTube ministry channel? No. Where she tells stories of growing up uh, with her mother. One of the stories <laughs> involves Betty Davis physically transforming into a demon. Yes, I have read this. After which, B.D. Hyman and her family, having witnessed Betty Davis physically transform into a demon, stayed the rest of the weekend at the house. (laughs) (laughs) And then went on to create her YouTube ministry. Right. So this is is Paula von Gunther, a.k.a. Evie Harris. Yes. Uh, Paula von Gunther as she was named in the Golden Age of Comics, was a member of the noble class in pre-Republican Germany with the rank of Baroness. Uh, first appeared as a foe of Wonder Woman. She battled the Amazon numerous times as an agent of the Gestapo. Her many crimes include murdering many individuals, keeping a small group of women as personal slaves, and torturing them routinely. Oh, my God. 
for a time was the leader of all Gestapo operations in the United States, forcing American female citizens into becoming Nazi spies, attempting to kidnap a colonel using an invisible ray on a ship while impersonating a high society lady, and stealing Wonder Woman's lasso while trying to steal secrets from security officers. Von Gunther was finally captured and revealed that she had worked for the Nazis only because they held her daughter Goethe captive. Wow. Von Gunther reformed and pledged her loyalty to Wonder Woman after Goethe was rescued, moved to Paradise Island, and became their chief scientist. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay, so I have a problem. Yes. On the cover of this issue... Uh July number 163, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Paula von Gunther, Wonder Woman's arch enemy. Yeah. Right? Right. Now, um, also, Professor Psycho is referred to as Wonder Woman's arch enemy. Yes. And I thought, um, okay, arch enemy is defined by the Merriam-Webster Dictionary as a principal enemy. Principal, which is the adjective in that, in that description, right? Yeah. Means most important um, consequential or influential. It, and most, obviously, is the superlative, meaning the highest form. You cannot have two arch enemies mm. by the definition of the word. You cannot have two arch enemies. You can have several enemies, but only one can be an arch enemy, and that designation should be agreed upon by both parties, saying that you are my arch enemy, and yes, I am your arch enemy, or observed and proclaimed by enough of the populace to be considered an acceptable fact. I'm trying to wonder what kind of negotiations would be involved in both parties agreeing to be one another's arch enemies. Now, I'm assuming that that, uh, once an arch enemy expires or moves on to something else, perhaps someone can take its place. But Professor Psycho was described as as her arch enemy Uh and Paula von Gutta is also described as her arch enemy. Um, I take issue. Captain Butler has discovered his arch enemy, Nala, is out in the front yard. Well, Nala's out in the front yard and also happy, um, I don't know what the name of the dog is down the road, it's so cute. Uh, oh, you know the one who, who's in the house? The Scotty there? dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she oh, just walked by. So I see. Well, three, three dogs can see each and bark each other. You know, that's the damnedest dog. It looks from the back. Uh-huh. You think, oh, it's a beagle. And then you get around to the front, and it's now it's a Scotty dog. It's a Scotty dog, yeah. It's a cute little dog. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah. and she dresses it up in cute little outfits, like we do ours. We, we little, we're not those people. Everyone. No, 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 we no, no, no. We, no, no. Only in the winter we have we have coats for our dogs. Oh, because coats. That's not dressing up. That's oh no. Practical no. She, well, wear. she doesn't really dress up her dog. Oh, either. I see. She okay. has a little coat form. For, you know, whenever it gets like around thirty or so, I take the dog. I take a put a little coat on them, take them outside. Yeah. Yes. Rather, I put a coat on them when I take right. them for their walks. I don't, I think we I don't put them in coats and walk them around just because it's 30 <laughs> degrees. It was 12 degrees this morning when I went for a I walk. No. Oh, my God. Foreign listeners, that's Fahrenheit. Yes, it's well below freezing. And you know it's going to be 60 degrees on in two days. I can't wait. I love it. I really do love this time of year when we had these mass swings in temperature because – it, it'll be like 58 degrees, and and for me, I think it feels like 80 degrees. It's exciting. It's wonderful. It's like a hint of spring. Spring is around the corner. I, well, well, I have to compete with this dog. I don't know. He's gone. Now. Well, look, Nala's out on the road right in front of our house. Look at her. Oh, look, she's taking off. Where's she going? 
I don't know. Oh, she's being yelled at. I can tell. Oh, but she can't hear it. She's she. <laughs> I mean, she she's looking up. She can see that that our neighbors signaling her back. Well, yeah. I'm going to call the police just as soon as we're done broadcasting. <laughs> okay, let's get back to the story. Uh, Paula von Gunta has contact lens hypnotic beams, which are making Wonder Woman imagine that her bracelets of submission are barbed wire. Yeah, even makes her look like even more like a drag queen. Once she removes them, she will turn into a mad creature who will destroy everything in her path. This is one of those accepted nuggets of Amazonian lore. That. that their bracelets are bracelets of submission oh. because they have submitted to the goddess uh, Aphrodite, goddess oh. of love. What's happening, Mrs. Twitchy Curtain? I'm so sorry. I was right. Tristan's gone out to, to uh, admonish Nala for going into the road. He's signaling for her to come back, and she is obeying her, okay, all good. of her dog body language, is saying, yes, yes, of course, I'm sorry. All's well yes. that ends well. Okay. Um, so if Wonder Woman or any Amazon uh, removes their bracelets of submission, they turn into mindless beasts and smash everything. I didn't even get that from this, but I... Oh. Yeah, I didn't know it's that. It's not explicitly stated, but regular readers of Wonder Woman would have known that that was the situation. That is horrible. Also, if her bracelets are welded together or otherwise her hands are bound in some way, uh-huh. she loses her powers. What? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot wrong with mid-century Wonder Woman. Okay. Who but the debonair villainess Paula Von Gunta would have thought of a daylight raid against the millionaire's beauty salon? Millionaire's beauty salon. Okay, so this, it's an actual beauty salon called the Millionaire's beauty salon? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that maybe it's just a normal beauty salon and they just call it the Millionaire's beauty salon mm. to attract business. <laughs> But it does, in fact, seem to be full of millionaires. Yes, who are all wear their finest jewelry to have their hair done. Now, ladies, you're going to the beauty salon to get your hair done. You're going to be sitting under a hot air dryer. Why are you wearing all your jewelry? Right? All those fancy diamond bracelets and watches and whatnot. Mm. Gone now. Mm-hmm. How do I look, boys? Paula von Gunther says. This is where I had to do a double take because they're all saying, ravishing PVG, like right. a walk-in jewelry store PVG. But when I first saw it, it looked like this. Ravishing pig, <laughs> like a walk-in jewelry store pig. There ain't no crook in the world that wouldn't flip over you, pig. <laughs> it does look like the word pig. All her henchmen are wearing zoot suits. We I should love mention. them. And their hats. Oh, it's great. Which is a nice attention to detail since we are in the ward. Years okay, uh, zoot suits would have been very popular for the criminal set. Sure. At that moment, Wonder Woman and her adored Steve Trevor stroll by, unaware of the hair-raising robbery. Now, again, like the beach situation. Uh huh. Why attract attention by just strolling down the street in your Wonder Woman outfit? You've got a plane, which is invisible. I might add. Uh huh. Just take Steve for a flight. Right. Fly out to the country. Have a picnic or something. And just stroll down the street. Arm in arm. This bothers me. When she says, At Paradise Island, Steve, when I thought you might not live because of your injuries after battling those spies, I didn't want to live either. Uh Really? I mean, she loves him, but honestly. You love him, Diana? You met a week ago. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to actually, um, the pages are out of order here. We have to go to, to uh, forward two pages. Oh, dear. Right? 
Yes. For the first time, the ruthless villainess feels a searing emotion. Blast that Amazon! She has everything! Even a handsome hunk of a man like an army officer! He makes my heart feel as if it's burning on a slow flame! I've got to have him to cool me off! Is that how she talks? She's from Germany. She doesn't talk like that, I'm sorry, but I just that was the voice that came out. I want to win Wonder Woman's sweetheart away from her. Well, could anyone understand her? <laughs> okay, you go ahead. I'm going to answer for, for Mr. Mister. Oh, okay. I want to win Wonder Woman's sweetheart away from her. Make me irresistible. Leave it to me, Miss Von Gunther. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Mr. Mister, who's the proprietor of the millionaire's beauty salon... Which makes me even more think that he just named it that to attract high-end business. Right. Mr. Mister's Beauty Salon. Um, he's apparently giving her plastic surgery right there in the <laughs> right salon. Within well, a matter of seconds. Seconds, Bob. Seconds. And uh, look, she never lets go of her gun. <laughs> she says, he's doing, you like, better come through or you won't be able to stand when I'm through with you. She says to him. I went, don't mess with her. No. What's he putting on her face? It is he using like, a scalpel? or is Right. He... It looks like he's put like plaster of Paris on her face and now is scraping it off with a chisel. <laughs> um, well, here comes the big reveal. How do I look? Wait. How do I look, boys? You're a knockout pig. going. Now... We, the reader, can see that she looks exactly the same. Yes. Well, she looks a little bit less draggy. She looks... No. (laughs) Look at the top panel and look at the bottom panel. You're right. They maybe have softened her lashes a little bit. Maybe she's... They're all thinking... Maybe her boys in in the zoot suits are all thinking, if we don't give her compliments, she's going to... That's very likely. She's going to fire us or flatten us out. Um, So... Boys, I want you to pull any kind of caper that will separate Wonder Woman from that living doll so I can have him to myself. That's not really German, is it? No, but I'm, com- I'm coming up with a great little am- answer voice for you, so you go ahead. Okay. Uh, once alone with me, he'll forget that milk toast Amazon ever existed. No, that's French. Go on. Just give us the word, pig. We'll do the rest. <laughs> now you got to back up a page. Uh-huh. Right? The infatuated villainess and her gang easily outrace the strolling sweethearts because they're just leisurely walking down the street and she has a car. Just remember that they were walking by the beauty salon. She had a total <laughs> head-to-toe makeover. Right. And got into the car and still caught up with them. Right. Yeah. They must be walking... Very slowly. <laughs> so uh, she sees a steel girder precariously dangling over the street. That's how they used to make buildings. They would just hang the steel girders right precariously. Over the yeah. uh, so she sends her henchman up to cut the rope and drop the steel girder from the high building right on top of Wonder Woman and Steve. Yeah, boss, we'll do it right away. Somehow Wonder Woman and Steve have become separated. Oh, it's because he was distracted by Paula, who... Oh, sir, could you help me start my car? It's stalled. It's stalled. (laughs) So Steve rushes to help the lady driver, Mm -hmm. and the steel girder 
plummets down toward Wonder Woman. Steve sees what's happening and warns her. Pushes her out of the way, trips and falls, but Wonder Woman does something wonderful. Yes. She falls to her back, kicks the steel girder with her, one of those, like, four-inch heels. (laughs) (laughs) They are quite ambitious heels. And spins the girder in the air. Like you would, uh, like you see a... Uh, like a, a circus, circus bear, bear with a ball. Yeah. ball, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, that's the best. I, I saw that and laughed. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention to the fact that she was wearing four-inch heels. So now that Wonder Woman has saved Steve's life and has... Uh, how much do girders weigh? <laughs> I don't know, but you can't. You've got to comment on what he says back to her reply. She says, so she saves his life. She puts the girder down and and he says, she says to him, oh, Steve, you're irresistible. And he answers back, you're, you're, um, (laughs) that's it. No, that's because he's kissing her. First of all, she hasn't released the girder yet. She's holding the girder. She's got her hands full, having just saved his life. And he takes advantage of her hands not being free. To grab a kiss. He didn't even ask. Oh, I didn't realize that the reason he wasn't able to, to, to reciprocate with any kind of compliment was because his lips were otherwise engaged. Yeah. So it's like... Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't, I don't like this, Steve. <laughs> if we're being honest. Okay. Hunk of a man he may be, but he's <laughs> uh, not respectful of other people's feelings. No, no. Or boundaries. Right. Yes. Okay, so um, seeing the first infamous plan thwarted by the Amazon, these red-hot rivets will make pizza out of that Amazon. Yeah, there's a, as always, in construction sites, there's a bucket of red-hot rivets that right. is unattended. Of course. Which can be dumped from uh, high above onto the street below. Right. Can we pause and read one of these letters? Sure. <laughs> Dear Editor... Before I go into my opinion on Wonder Woman, I'll warn you that I am a member of fandom. I read fanzines, and I have read Wonder Woman for many years. Mm. The art in the Golden Age Wonder Woman is bad. (laughs) On second thought, that was an understatement, because the art is the worst I have ever seen in a comic for many a year. In my opinion, H.G. Peter, co-creator of Wonder Woman, couldn't draw, and his style is not worth copying. Now, I will disagree with this. H.G. Peter had a very sort of uh, fantasy-based illustration style, which worked actually very well for Wonder Woman in the 1940s. As for the writing, it is a tremendous improvement. The only villain I didn't like was the Brain Pirate. Blah, blah, blah. We don't need to live to. As for your policy to return to the Golden Age, I think it is not good. Oh, Today's comics are more sophisticated in story and plot and appeal to the reader who is older than 12. Oh. In short, this is one fan who would rather not see a return to the Golden Age. The decision to drop Wonder Queen, Wonder Girl, Merboy, etc. was a good one. Those characters only added to the childishness of the comic. Please omit the holiday girls from future stories as they are just as ridiculous as the aforementioned characters. The holiday girls are a sorority. The Beta Beta Lambda sorority. Okay led by Etta Candy, who were oh sidekicks of... This is fantastic. <laughs> right? Yes. They cut off their foot when they got rid of them. Uh, my biggest gripe. 
as I said before, the terrible artwork. Please remedy this if possible. Uh, P.S. I have three questions. Do you write Wonder Woman? Number two, was the origin in issue number 159 copied panel for panel from All-Star number eight? Number three, what is Wonder Girl doing in Teen Titans if she has been dropped? Wow. Now, I don't know if you recall this, but Wonder Girl was originally created as... A reflection the, from Wonder Woman? Well, no, she was the the teenage okay. Wonder Woman. But then they Queen Hippolyta created some kind of magical slide projector that could uh, project an image of teenage Wonder Girl contemporaneously with Wonder Woman and Wonder Tot, baby Wonder Woman, so they could all have adventures together. Wow. Now, whoever was writing... I so want to be into this, but I'm not. (laughs) Whoever was writing Teen Titans Uh saw that there was a Wonder Girl Mm -hmm. and assumed that it was a separate character and so just put Wonder Girl into the Teen Titans. They didn't have a water cooler? Or meetings? Well, listen to this. Uh, Because Robert Kanegar is both writer and editor of Wonder Woman here. He's uh, throwing some shade. Because answer to question three, what is Wonder Girl doing in Teen Titans if she has been dropped? Answer, ask George Kashtan, editor. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Right? He is throwing shade. All right. All right. Oh, my God, I'm so cold. It is very cold, cold but don't worry. Just wait three days. All right. You know what they say. If you're not happy with the weather in West Virginia, wait a day. (laughs) (laughs) They don't say that. Part two, danger, Wonder Woman. Yes, the Riveters are back at work. The noonday whistle must have blown, but they're very careless. The hot rivets. Because they're dropping hot molten rivets. Uh, What's that song? The five o'clock whistle didn't blow. The whistle didn't go, and what do you know? My papa's still at the factory, because he doesn't know what time it happens to be. My papa's dropping rivets from the top of the building to kill Wonder Woman. See? (laughs) A unique cry is heard as the scorching rivets rebound against Wonder Woman's bracelets. Hola! Hola! Uh, she's playing bullets and bracelets with red hot rivets. Whee! Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I loved that when Linda Carter would do that with the bracelets. <sighs> Linda Carter was the best. She still is. Well, yes, but I just, I mean, having that in my childhood was just fantastic. Uh, she flings the red hot rivets back at the henchmen who now are uh, falling Holy moly! to their deaths <laughs> from the building. She catches them all, don't worry. Yes, she does. Well, uh, pig... Rushes away in her car. Yes. <laughs> I like this kind of cinematic close-up we get of uh, Paula von Gunther in her escape vehicle. I don't like that she is driving her vehicle and turning around and looking at Wonder Woman <laughs> the entire time. That's, all, yes, dangerous. But you know lady drivers. <laughs> Next day at the charity bazaar, Paula von Gunther... <laughs> Manning the kisses for charity booth with a cigarette hanging with a cigarette out of her mouth. in her mouth and a manly face. Yeah, try your luck at some of the games, Steve, while I perform a few Amazon feats for charity. He said, I'll be glad to play kisses for charity with you, Angel, as soon as you're finished. God, do they ever lay off that? I guess not. Tormented by her feelings for Steve, 
Paula von Gunther awaits him tremblingly. Here comes my darling square. One kiss from me and you'll and he'll even forget how to spell Wonder Woman. Well, I like how in her thought balloon she's actually spelling it out. Yeah. Even forget how to spell W O N D A. You get the idea. Uh She's in trying to entice Steve to her kisses for charity booth. Uh, kisses for charity? Take a long breath and let's swing. She off- you can have one in the house, handsome. Yeah. Uh, thanks, you're very generous, but isn't the purpose of this bazaar to collect money for charity? Screw you, Steve. <laughs> she does he's have a, a rather dick. manly face. Um. He's going to go see if Wonder Woman has finished performing. I don't know what she's going to be doing. Juggling elephants or something? Those <laughs> poor elephants. <laughs> Blast that Amazon. She's always in the way whether I'm out uh, uh, out for a little loot or a little loving. I'll put an end to her so I can have a free feel with her boyfriend. Again, well, how does Steve feel about this? Apparently he doesn't. The, not that I care how Steve feels because he's taken advantage far too often. I do like that she pulls out her cigarette and talks into it like a walkie-talkie. Yes. It is her cigarette holder walkie-talkie. Right. Pig Pig. calling... (laughs) Wait, you're bearing the lead. Pig calling Top Hats. This is her new gang, the Top Hat gang. Start Operation Snatch immediately. (laughs) Over. Near the giant Ferris wheel, empty because everyone is watching Wonder Woman perform startling feats, the Top Hat gang, these guys literally are wearing uh, morning coats, top hats, and masks. And they're shooting... uh, That's a lot of work. ...fire pistols Mm -hmm. uh, at the giant Ferris wheel, which has burst into flames. Yeah, I'm glad there's no people. There are no people on there, right? Well, they're all watching Wonder Woman perform. I guess, but they're all close. So now it becomes a flaming wheel of death. Yes. Uh, don't worry, though. She's got her magic lasso. She lassos the entire Ferris wheel, whips it around in the air until the fire goes out. Which now, I think would, you know, sort of like, I mean, I guess she can do it that fast. There's a point where you have to accelerate beyond the speed required to provide oxygen to accelerate the flame and actually cool down, like deprive the flames of what they need to continue to grow. So, I, you know, I guess, you know, when you blow out a candle, that is basically what you're doing. No, you blow out a candle, you are dousing the flame in a quick stream of carbon dioxide and therefore depriving it of oxygen long enough for the flame to go out. Obviously, she should have just flung the flaming ferris wheel into space where there's no oxygen. <laughs> Why didn't she just do that? What now? The burglar alarm is going off at the box office. Something else that wasn't on the oh, schedule. Oh, boy, she's having a rough day, isn't she? Off she goes to find the Top Hat gang escaping in their auto gyro. Uh, and that was the reason for the flaming ferris wheel, to distract from the robbery at the box oh, office. She launches herself into a helicopter-like twirl of her own, which I love. Yes. Well, you love it here. You hate when the Flash does that. What's up? How strange Mr. of you to remember Mister. that. How strange of you to recall that fact. Um, I you... think what you hate is when Flash f- 
flaps his arms like a bird and makes or does each arm individually and makes like a cyclone, right? Yeah, yeah I don't think his actual she, joints were made to do that, and I don't right. think he can actually withstand that. Kind she of. is actually spinning like one of those seeds that falls out of the trees, those seed pods that yes! the helicopter trees. Yes. What are those trees? Those are um oak. Uh, oh no. Are they oak? I don't know. Cypress? Well, they're not walnuts. We Willow. Don't, I don't know. It's I'm just naming all the trees I know. Down. I love them because they go... Yeah. They're so pretty to watch. Or like those things, remember that... It We're was, only weeks away from that, by the way. We're only would, weeks from, away from every single tree that you're looking at out there. Yes. Blooming. It'll be so beautiful. There's already some buds over here on this one tree. Yeah. They'll be dead now. Those things where you pull, it had like a zip tie that you would pull and it had a thing that would lift off like oh, a little yeah. helicopter yeah, thing. Yeah. That's what she's spinning like. She is, yes. Hola! How nice of you to empty. So she's spinning so fast that the burglar's clothes are being are ripped, ripped off. off. And the money that they've stolen is scattered everywhere. Now, don't panic, prudes, because all of the burglars, of course, are wearing long johns. And do you see they're wearing those little sock suspenders? What? Sock suspenders. Do you know what those are? Sock, uh, sock garters. Yeah. Sock garters. Uh-huh. Yes. That was de rigueur in the 1940s. Mm. Um. So the top hat gang is taken off to jail. Now they're all they're wearing long chons, and yet they all act like they're freezing when they get caught. They're clutching themselves like they're maybe they're maybe they've been sweating and they're in woolen long johns. So now that they're exposed to the air, yeah, they're but cold. This, at the charity bazaar, it's summertime. Oh yeah, it's an outdoor festival. I don't know with a Ferris wheel. It's silly. It's silly. There's lots of silliness in this. Anyway, story. Paula von Gunther witnesses Steve and Wonder Woman celebrating the victory with a kiss. Jesus, this this is the longest. <laughs> because it's not over yet. Right. We're only on page 12. Uh, so she gets those hypnotizer beam contact lenses in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goes to see... So she looks... I find it's interesting. She said, Mike... Contact lens and hypnotizer beams are so powerful that they can even hypnotize me if I look at myself in the mirror. Right. So she goes to visit Lockjaw, mm-hmm. an informer. Now, if he's an informer, why does she have to hypnotize him to get him to say something? Presumably, Just so that they can show us, the reader, that these things work. Okay. Right? Well, anyway, it turns out Steve is going to guard a million-dollar shipment of gold in an armored car attached to the Western Limited, leaving at 9.47 tomorrow. So the next day, Wonder Woman and Steve are um, heading out. Rather, Uh she's saying goodbye to him as he heads out on the train uh, that has the shipment of gold. Right. The Amazon is on cloud nine from that last kiss. Yes, so... I, I have a problem with this. Well, Wonder Woman is kissing Steve goodbye. And Pig... Grabs the magic lasso right. from Wonder Woman. Right. Is Wonder Woman so oblivious? Is the kiss that great that she cannot detect that her magic lasso is stolen off her person? Well, apparently Steve's got some kind of magic power because every woman in this issue has fallen head over heels for him. This is so stupid. Merciful Minerva. And then is this true? Yes. She is bound by her own magic lasso by Pig. And, and 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 made to do her pig's will? Well, you know that Wonder Woman's magic lasso can compel people to do 
what Co- Wonder Woman wants right. when she binds them. So yes, if she is bound by her own magic lasso, she is compelled. I just assumed that that the power of the magic lasso was also somehow affixed to the quality of the character of the person that was holding the the, the lasso. No, no. So if someone evil grabs, yeah, it just makes you do whatever your will. Yes, the will of the holder, of yes. the bearer. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Right. And just so we just to refresh the listener, I'm gonna keep on calling her pig because they call her PVG in here, and it looks like that she's not really right. a pig. <laughs> so Paula compels Wonder Woman to hoist her up on her shoulder and run at top speed uh, out of the city limits. That doesn't look very safe, does it? I mean, I suppose well, Wonder Woman's not, not going to let you go. Right, it's not well balanced. Right. No. Um, especially because Wonder Woman can't use her arms. Her arms are bound out in front of her, and she can't use her arms for running right. or, or for holding. Mm-mm. It looks like Paula's maybe just grabbing onto her hair. <laughs> Which is strong. Right. Okay. So here we are. We're on the last two pages yes. of this story. Thank and goodness. here we get to the bracelet issue. Right. Okay. So Paula hypnotizes Wonder Woman into believing that her bracelets are made of barbed wire. Yes. Which, uh, well, I'll come back to that in a minute. I I, I want to say before we get to this, before we just because it's going to conclude here very quickly. This next two page sequence of events is very weird. It's and I, I looked at the page numbers to say, well, maybe there's something missing from this digital copy. It wraps up so quickly and strangely. It doesn't make sense. The sequ- I mean, yes, the sequence of events makes sense, but you'll see as we go through this. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Wonder Woman is horrified that her bracelets are made of barbed wire, and so she rips off her bracelets, which, as we mentioned, is going to drive her into a mindless beast Right, rage. with the bracelets of submission off, the gentle Amazon is transformed into unleashed force. So there's a train coming down the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Paula says that it's an enemy of America. It's, of course, the train that Steve is on. Mm-hmm. Uh... And Wonder Woman, who two panels ago was too dainty to have barbed wire around her wrists, now crashes headlong into a steaming locomotive train. And stops it dead in stops its tracks. Stops it dead in its tracks. Well, not dead in its tracks. It, of course, starts to leap off the tracks as the derailed train hurdles in, uh, hurdles on with no mortal hand able to halt it. Yes. This is the crazy thing. Paula von Gunther says... If these bracelets don't land exactly where I'm tossing them, then that train is going to uh, is sure going to muss up my new hairdo. Right. So the train is flying in the air towards Paula. Paula tosses the bracelets back to Wonder Woman, who catches them mid air. My bracelets. Right. So that she's she's surprised. I don't think she's catching the bracelets. I think that they just happened to land on her wrists in the air and slip right over her hands and not need any coaxing whatsoever. So when I saw this yeah. in the comic, I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> God to be kidding me. But then I thought, you know what? Paula von Gunther was uh, donating her lips for charity. At uh-huh. the Charity Bazaar, and maybe there were games there, and maybe she is a proficient ring tosser. Maybe. Maybe she was on the German Olympic ring tossing team. Possibly. The 1942 Olympics? Um, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think there were Olympics in 1942. What was the famous 1936 was the Hitler Olympics. Okay, sorry. I think the Olympics were suspended for the war. Okay. I'm just saying that. I have no idea. I don't follow sports, as you know. I really was referring to the one that that Hitler launched, which was 36. 36, yeah. Uh, So Wonder Woman rescues uh, Paula by catching the train. God, look at that car. What? It's going so fast. Sorry, Twitchy Curtains was... Somebody ought to write to the Homeowners Association treasurer about this. (laughs) The collision, which could have flattened a tank into a pretzel, only gives the Amazon a slight headache. Thunderbolts of Jove! That train is about to smash into Paula von Gunther! Well, Paula is safe. Steve is safe. The ardent Steve leaps from the train. Right, now there were other people on that train. Right. But we're not concerned about them because nope. Steve's going to uh, force himself on Wonder Woman again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paula makes a deal that she will leave them alone for Steve to manhandle Wonder Woman if Wonder Woman lets her go. Hmm. Sorry, Paula. But you can't flout the law as you have without paying the penalty. Is there anything I can do to make things easier for you while you pay your debt to society? And she said... What did she say, Bob? Yes. Just... Oh, I can't do it now. Yeah. Just put me on probation to handsome here for the next 99 years. Nine at nine, sick yard and zane. And then Wonder Woman is sitting there. She turns to us and she says, If Steve is such a good influence on Paula, maybe I ought to step out of the picture so that he can help her reform. What do you think, readers? Yeah. What I do think, you think, readers? I think you shouldn't be talking to us. Actually, I think it's a great idea to give Steve a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> for 99 years. Let him years. fend off unwanted advances for a change. Oh, my God. Would Wonder Woman's sacrifice be worth Paula von Gunther's reformation? Can the arch-villainous reform? Should future issues of Wonder Woman answer this startling question? No, because there's only one more issue of this nonsense, and then we go back to the... Regular God. Uh, Riddle me this, Rob. Yes, sir. What's the difference between Superman and a tired dog? Superman wears a whole uniform and the dog just pants. pants. Yuck, 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 yuck. So, you know what I would have liked to have seen? What? I would have liked. What else would you like to have seen in this comic? Well, the Giganta story was, what, eight pages? Mm -hmm. And this Paula von Gunther was 16. Yeah, I'd like to see a longer Giganta story. Thank you. I'm much more interested in... I would have been much more interested in the Giganta story yeah. than, than this old drag queen dressed up <laughs> with two different uh, two different gangs of criminals trying to steal Steve away. And what if her earrings are like anchors? Yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that? that? Um, some other things you might not know, Rob, is that uh, Wonder Woman's tiara uh, allows her to speak all languages. Wouldn't I love a polyglot tiara? I wouldn't want to have to wear a tiara to be, to be a polyglot. But And her earrings, mm-hmm. which are clip-on, of course, uh, allow her to breathe in space and underwater. Don't say! Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. Those are very powerful gifts. Yes. They are blessed by the gods. Wow. Sometimes they're Roman gods and sometimes they're Greek, but... Uh, I guess I'm just splitting hairs there. (laughs) 
You can find us on social media at GoGoJugPod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking. That's true. New content's coming soon. And you can find us right back here next week. It has been a pleasure spending time with you. Thank and you so much. a privilege. Yes. Thank you for laughing with us. Now, go out and play in the snow. Hola! <laughs> <laughs> Should that be our no closing tag? Ho, ho. Really? Ho. You're waiting Hola. for me. Yeah, I'm waiting for you to do okay. it together. Hola! Hola!